The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me for I have found the coin which I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. So we move today into Luke chapter 15 out of chapter 14. And in, uh, in chapter 14, the Lord is, again, it's all of those calls to perfection that he is giving. And in case they despair of uh, not meeting that perfection, in case they despair of having maybe sin on their conscience, the Lord here goes into the beauty of his mercy, the mercy that he has towards sinners, the purpose for which he has come which is to call sinners to conversion, to draw sinners back to God and to himself. And so as these tax collectors and sinners, those the most despised of that time, as they are drawing near to hear Jesus, to receive his words, they love him and they are attracted by him and they are converting towards him. What should be, as we've said before, what should have been a moment of rejoicing becomes for the scribes and the Pharisees a moment where they are deeply troubled. They cannot understand why the Lord is drawing and welcoming sinners to himself. And the reason that they cannot understand this is because they do not understand themselves. They do not recognize themselves as sinners, and so they have no need of Jesus. And so what the Lord does is an attempt. One of the church fathers, he has a very beautiful image here, he says what the Lord does with the scribes and Pharisees is maybe what a physician, I'm kind of paraphrasing what he says, but he says it's kind of what a, a physician would do to someone who has a very severe wound. You have to delicately dab the wound, right? And so what the, one of the church fathers says is that the Lord turns again to the scribes and the Pharisees, those who are deeply wounded by their own self-righteousness, and he begins to dab at their wound with his parables. He begins to attempt to heal them and to draw them to himself. And so he gives them the parable of having the man who has the hundred sheep and loses one. Interestingly, most of the church fathers interpret this as 
the 99 uh, and the nine coins that remain both from both of these parables represent the angels and that the one coin that is lost is the one coin or the one sheep that is lost is human nature, is mankind, right? And so the, what they say is that this fullness, this hundred, uh, this hundred sheep represents all of the rational creatures that God creates. And the angels are not like us. They each have their own nature, whereas we all share one nature. And so we are the one that is lost and that strays. And as I said, most of the church fathers do interpret it in this way. And so this image then of the one who goes in search of the one sheep that is lost is Christ who comes to seek out fallen humanity. And so he comes to seek out fallen humanity as a shepherd, as a shepherd. And when he finds that fallen human nature, when he finds fallen humanity, when he finds the individual sinner, he does not reprimand the sheep. He doesn't chase the sheep back to the fold. He takes the sheep and he places it on his shoulders. A beautiful image that one of the church fathers has for that and what he says happens here is when the Lord takes upon himself our human nature. He elevates our human nature to the level of the head, to the dignity of the head. And then what he does is he returns and he calls together all of those other angels, all of heaven, and he doesn't say rejoice with this sheep that has been found. He says rejoice with me. There is a rejoicing in God over the repentance of sinners and over sinners who return to him. And this should give us a wonderful courage, especially when we fall, that in returning to God, this causes, as some of the church fathers say, it is his joy. His joy is our life. And when we return to life and to grace, the Lord rejoices. And so then he gives another image, which is also very beautiful, another parable of a woman who had sent 10 silver coins. And I think it's St. Gregory in his commentary on this. He says the, the coin is also a wonderful image for human nature, for how we are made. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Just as a coin bears the impression of the king, so also our soul bears the image and the likeness of God. But while the image can remain, the image is the way in which we are made like God, most especially the fact that we have our intellect and our will that we can know and that we can love. That is principally how we bear the image of God. But the likeness can be lost through sin. And so our likeness to God is something that must be reclaimed and that must increase. And as our sanctity increases, so too does our likeness to God increase. And so what one of the church fathers said is that when she loses one coin is when the coin loses its likeness to God because of sin. And so it is again human nature or our own individual sinfulness that when we lose that likeness, what happens is the Lord himself comes searching for us. And the first thing that happens with this woman is she lights a lamp. She lights a lamp. One of the church fathers as well, he says, this represents the incarnation, Christ himself, the light of the world. And so as the divinity becomes incarnate, so too does the flame rest in that uh, humble earthen vessel that makes the lamp. And so then Christ himself, who is the light, is the one who comes to illumine. 
and with his light, the coin is able to be restored and found. But there's another action that she does as well. It says not only does she light a lamp, but she also sweeps the house. What's interesting is if you read the church fathers' commentaries on this, a lot of them seem to be working from a, an early Greek manuscript where the word there is not so much sweeped, swept the house, but overturned the house, completely overturned the house, which is, is somewhat similar to sweeping, where in sweeping we we sweep up everything that has come to rest. We disturb things that have been left undisturbed. And so what the church fathers say about this, this action of sweeping the house, one of them attributes it to the passion of Jesus Christ. So that when the mountains are shaken, when the sky darkens, when the temple veil is torn in two, the house is shaken and overturned, the house is swept and disturbed. And in that moment, the moment of the Lord's passion, the coin is found. The likeness returns by his grace to human nature. Grace is able to restore sinners by his passion. I think that's a very beautiful interpretation of that text. But it also can be applied, as some of the church fathers do, to our interior where what the Lord does when he wants to find that likeness again in us, to restore us to grace, is that he lights a lamp which can represent his word, his word which can enter the soul. And we can see that that is what drew the tax collectors and sinners. They are all drawing near to Jesus to hear him, to listen to him. His word has gone into their interior and started to disturb the interior, to disturb the conscience so that they begin to think of their sin and are drawn to repentance. And so for us also, when the Lord sweeps the house and lights the lamp in our interior, is when he illumines our interior by his word and he sweeps up and disturbs our conscience by his grace and the movements of the Holy Spirit so that we can be called and come together to repentance, come to the Lord. And when she has found it, she has the same reaction as the shepherd. She calls together her friends and neighbors, saying again, not rejoice with the coin, but rejoice with me. Rejoice with me. The beautiful rejoicing that God takes in our repentance and our conversion. And so we should be encouraged never to despair of the mercy of God and never to despair and discourage others from receiving that mercy as the Pharisees and the scribes wanted to do, but that we rejoice that the Lord rejoices in our conversion that we come to him confident of his mercy and that we draw other souls in need of repentance and of conversion to the same merciful Savior. Amen.